you, Mr. Chairman, for uh, your introduction. Uh, I am uh, Manuel Esgambitera from the uh, University of Calabria. And uh, today I want to talk to you about uh, uh, some experiments we started in the last few months uh, in order to evaluate the effect of the temperature on the phase transformation of nicotine shaped memory alloys. And uh, we are going to use two non-standard investigation techniques. I mean, uh, digital image correlation and uh, the nanodentation. So why we decide to start this kind of uh, experimental campaign? As you know, uh, space transformation uh, is uh, a very strange behavior for uh, uh, the common uh, uh, material, but not for the smart material like nickel titanium. And uh, there are several techniques uh, able to identify this space transformation zone, especially near the graphite like uh, finite element method uh, modeling and X-ray diffraction. But unfortunately, uh, Finite element method and modeling, uh, they are affected by several approximations. For example, STEM and modeling are based on modified linear elastic approaches. The only technique able to really identify the correct phase transformation zone near the crack tip is the X-ray microdiffraction, but it's very complex. Uh, you need an extremely rare system, and uh, to perform experiments is very time and cost consuming. So, our approach in this case is mainly experimental. So we decided to use these two techniques, digital image correlation and indentation, to evaluate this phase transformation zone. So our investigation is made on a elastic material, and we performed several investigation tests for different operating temperature in the range of 25 and 65 Celsius degrees. So the experimental results were after that compared with the analytical prediction of the analytical model that we developed in our department. And I will show you the comparison between the experimental results and the analytical prediction. So here, the outline of the presentation, I will talk a little bit about the nickel titanium shape memory alloys. I will show you the material, just the main concept of the techniques we adopted and the results, uh, conclusion, and the uh, future perspective. So, I don't want to spend more, uh, a lot of words for uh, nickel titanium uh, smart materials. As you know, uh, it's a very important material for their capability to get solid phase transformation between austenite and martensite that gives the material to important impact, the pseudo-elastic effect and the shape memory effect. For these peculiar features, this kind of material is uh, used in several application fields, but as you know, the most important uh, right now is the biomedical one for the realization of uh, cardiovascular cells. And uh, this is the typical behavior of uh, the shame memory effect. I mean, if you cool down uh, the material, you will get phase transformation from austenite to martensite, and you, if you heat up, you will get transformation from martensite to austenite. This is uh, instead the pseudo-elastic effect, and uh, in this case, you will get phase transformation uh, after the application of a specific stress value. And uh, you are able to recover completely uh, the deformation in the order of 8 or 10%. And here you have the typical thermal and the mechanical parameter uh, of the alloy. So, the material we investigated in, in uh, our experiments, uh, as you can see, is a pseudo-elastic one. This is the typical stress strain response. And uh, as you can see here, we have the uh, thermogram uh, of the material. This is the range we are going to work. So, as you can see, the material in all the conditions is uh, in the pseudo-elastic uh, condition. 
this is the specimen we investigated. It's a single edge crack specimen. Uh, we made a notch with IDM machine, 0.1 millimeter of diameter, and we generated a crack uh, by applying fatigue load uh, till the crack length reached values around 3, 3.1, uh, 3.5 millimeter. Uh, and this is uh, uh, the first technique uh, we decided to adopt. Uh, digital image correlation. I want to spend just a few words to explain the main concept of the technique. So, uh, if you want to perform this kind of experiments, you have to take pictures mainly. You have to compare a reference picture in undeformed condition and several pictures during the application of the load. So, to perform this kind of experiments, uh, you have to follow several steps. First of all, you have to create a, a scale gray, um, gray scale, sorry, uh, on the specimen. After that, you have to decide your correlation region, so your investigation region, and uh, you have to divide the correlation region in several subsets. It's, it's uh, something like a meshing procedure for finite element method. And after that, the software will work. So, the software is able to identify the location of the subsets in the, in the reference image and after that is able to identify the location of the same subset in the deformed condition. In this case, the software is able to make, to build a full-field displacement of the specimen. So, you can calculate the displacement field of the entire correlation region and the strain field. Uh, of course, the technique uh, is very uh, useful because it's a non-contact method that you can get full field results, very localized results, and uh, this is the typical equipment you need. It's very simple. A uh, specimen, of course, wildlife source, camera, and a computer to manage everything. Uh, this is uh, actually our setup. In our case, we decided to investigate a region very close to the crack tip, as you can see. And uh, we applied several load and loading tests uh, in the, uh, with a maximum load of uh, 300 Newton. And uh, we performed several tests at different operating temperature. In this case, we fixed the temperature and controlled the temperature uh, by using a belt TSL and a thermocouple. And here we have the typical uh, tensile load and load test. Here, just uh, for example, I'm going to show you the typical reference picture you are going to uh, take in uh, zero load, so under the condition. And here we have uh, the picture uh, that you are going to take uh, at the maximum load. I don't know if you can see here, the crack is completely open in this case. And you can measure the full displacement field around the crack tip. The other technique is the uh, nano indentation. In uh, our investigation, we use a micro nano hardness test by CSM. Uh, equipped with a spherical uh, indenter with 20 micron, uh, microns uh, diameter, and each test was performed uh, applying a maximum load of 400 millinewton. And uh, even in this case, we performed each test for several operating temperature, and we used the same uh, equipment. I mean, the Peltier cell to fix the temperature and the thermocouple to check it. And after that, we compared all our experimental results with the analytical model I was talking about that we developed in our department that uh, is based on a Kirwin approach by which uh, using uh, an iterative procedure, uh, I mean following this flowchart, you are able to, to identify the austenitic radius, this one, uh, that means the plot contour where the materials start to transform, and the martensitic radius, uh, that is the plot contour where the material is completely in uh, the martensitic phase. 
So let's start to talk about, about our results. This is the typical displacement feed you can get from the correlation software. Of course, to get this kind of results, you need to optimize several parameters on, on the specimen. I mean, the speckle pattern, the image resolution, the fitting region, and several parameters inside the software you're going to use for the correlation. And only in this case, you can get this kind of results, very smooth, very clear. Uh, about manual indentation, our idea is to use this technique to identify the phase transformation zone near the crack tip. How can you do this? I mean, how can you understand if you are going to indent or you are going to work with austenitic phase or martensitic phase? So you have, first of all, to perform a preliminary study to investigate the typical response of the pseudo-elastic material, austenitic phase, and the martensitic phase. As you can see, there is a big difference among them, between them. Uh, here we have a big recovery for the uh, elastic capability of the material. Here in the martensitic microstructures you cannot get this kind of recovery. So in this case we are able to identify an important parameter that is going to tell you if you are going to work with austenite or martensite in the, near the crack tip. I mean the residual depth as you can see here is very small, here is very big. Okay. This is the typical information you are going to get uh, with the digital image correlation. Uh, starting from the displacement field, you can derive uh, the strain plot contour. Of course, uh, digital image correlation is not very, it doesn't work very well with the strain information uh, because uh, it's a, a derivation from the uh, uh, displacement field. But if your gradient is very high, in this case, uh, the, the procedure is going to work very well. And this is the typical transformation zone you are going to get for, for different operating temperatures. As you can see, increasing the temperature, uh, the lower the phase transformation zone. As a consequence of the Clausius-Clapeyron law, and uh, because you have an increasing in the, in the stress transformation required. Uh, here there is a comparison between the analytical response uh, we got from our model and uh, the typical experimental results. 25 degrees. Uh, uh, the comparison is quite good, but if you're going to heat up the material, of course, in this case, the austenitic radius is very small, so you need to increase the resolution of the picture, you need to use a, a more powerful camera, different lenses, so uh, we are going to work about that. Uh, so, uh, I want to just show you the, the last results we got from non-annotation uh, experiments. How we performed these experiments? We took a specimen and uh, by a special equipment uh, we performed several indentation tests uh, on the sample uh, under load, so directly uh, applying a load. And we performed a matrix of indentation points around the crack tip. This is the indentation matrix we performed, and here you can get the information in terms of residual depth, that is uh, the main parameter we decide to use to identify the phase transformation zone. And as you can see here, here you have the typical response uh, we performed on the single edge crack specimen, and these are the preliminary results I was talking about before. As you can see, very close to the crack tip, the response uh, far away from the crack tip, sorry, the response is very similar to the pseudo-elastic response. Very close to the crack tip, the red one, we have a response that is very similar to the martensitic response. So it means that we are able to identify the phase transformation zone near the crack tip. 
by using this kind of approach, we are able to, uh, to make, to build a, a maps of uh, uh, contour plots around the crack tip. And this is uh, our good information, our good results. So here we have the contour plots, as you can see here, uh, calculated for 400 uh, uh, nanometers. Uh, that means uh, austenitic material. If you are going to go very close to the crack tip, uh, the information, I mean, the residual depths tend to, to increase. So it means that your material tends to transform. And here you can see a typical response, 25 degrees. So the residual depth is going to go around 1,500 uh, 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 nanometer. Here we have something like 1,100 nanometers. And if you are able to catch this uh, information even at a higher temperature, uh, the comparison is quite good. So uh, I'm going to uh, complete my presentation. So uh, we uh, analyze the phase transformation zone near the crack tip by using two non-standard investigation uh, techniques. And uh, uh, we are going to see that actually the nickel titanium alloys show an unusual fracture behavior at the crack tip because we have uh, the typical phase transformation zone uh, around the crack tip. Both the techniques are suitable in evaluating the local phase transformation mechanism, and both the techniques are able to catch the thermal effect of the phase transformation uh, zone. So future uh, work we are going to do is to investigate on the fracture toughness uh, of the alloy, and after that, analyze the post-mortem local phase transformation occurring after fatigue test by means of orientation. But I think uh, uh, one of my colleagues uh, presented something like that uh, just yesterday. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.